I got a couple of scriptures I want to share with you today. <clears throat> Go ahead and turn to Ezekiel chapter 3. Those of y'all here today, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, <clears throat> but those of y'all here today that, that read your Bible, how much time do you spend in the Old Testament? I would venture to say that probably most of you that do read your Bible probably spend more time in the New Testament. And I can understand why. There's a whole lot of good stuff in the New Testament. But I want y'all to understand that there is things in the Old Testament that do still apply to you today. <clears throat> and there's still food for thought there. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17 is where we want to begin. Son of man. This is God speaking to Ezekiel, okay? So if you need to imagine me with a deep, booming voice, if that helps you understand it better, then by all means. <laughs> this is God talking, okay? Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Now, what do y'all think Ezekiel's doing? He's listening, right? <laughs> do y'all ever have somebody tell you something and you just kind of halfway listen, and they said, do you hear what I said? And you're like, oh, well, you know, I remember part of it. <laughs> no, I guarantee y'all Ezekiel's attention was got. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn from his wickedness, I'm sorry, turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast Delivered thy soul. So what is a, what's a God telling Ezekiel here? <clears throat> is he saying that uh, this is all going to be Ezekiel's fault? No. He said, go tell the house of Israel this. Is he saying it's going to be Ezekiel's fault if he doesn't go and tell them? Yes, but he's also saying it's going to be Israel's fault if they don't do the same thing. So, let's put this in modern day times. Who is Israel? We're included in that. We're not talking about a country over in the Middle East. We're talking about God's people. The nation of Israel. His chosen people. How many of y'all believe that you were chosen? Y'all better. We talked about it last week now. You're chosen. 
Second Peter chapter 2 and 9 says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to tell you the title of the message today. I don't always do that, because most of the time the titles don't mean anything to anybody else. But I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> but this is what you ought to be thinking about as you're hearing what I have to say today. This is what you should be saying to people. Hey, that's sin. That's what we ought to be telling people. Hey, that what you're doing right there, that's sin. That's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. Does that mean it's only for people that aren't here in church today? No. Where does the, what's the word say? Judgment should begin at the house of God. So that means I ought to be able to walk up to Brandon and say, Brandon, that's sin, buddy. Keith, that thing you do every Friday night, that's sin, man. I'm making this up, y'all. Don't, don't, y'all don't go looking at Keith saying, man, what you been doing on Fridays, Keith? <laughs> Cause I've seen a few people kind of, <laughs> Shelly was one of them. <laughs> She's probably thinking, wait a minute, that might explain some things. <laughs> but listen, <clears throat> let's look back at Ezekiel now. God's telling Ezekiel something real important here. You know, God doesn't just speak to you for His own His own good pleasure. God's not a big, uh, as far as speaking audibly anyway, He's not a big conversationalist. Right? It's pretty rare when God comes and speaks to somebody. So typically, you know, there used to be a commercial that said, when E.F. Hutton talks, everybody listens. Well, when God talks, people listen. Because He has a way to get their attention. So this has to be important. And, and most of the times I've seen God speak to somebody, it wasn't just important for that time, it's important for all of eternity. As we look at what God's saying here, he says that we ought to say unto the wicked, hey, that's sin. And you know what happens? It's up to them then. They have to decide, am I going to listen to what this person's telling me, or am I going to blow them off and keep doing what I want to do? It's not your call anymore. It's not your responsibility. Your hands are now clean. But, if you sit there and watch your brother, I'm talking about Christian people now, you watch your brother sin and you don't say nothing to him, you say, well, that's not really none of my business. What does that word say? It says if they keep doing wicked, their blood is on your hands. Because you could have done something. You could have spoke to them. Look, there's times in my life when I've been in sin and I didn't want to hear what somebody had to say, but because somebody did, I had conviction. And I changed. 
You see, a child of God will, will listen to that kind of thing when it's pure and holy. I'm not talking about meddling in people's affairs. I'm talking about when you come at them righteously and you say, listen, I hate to say anything about your business, but I really believe that you need to know what you're doing is wrong. If they're a true child of God, there'll be conviction. Right? The Holy Spirit will speak to them. He's probably already been speaking to them. And when you come and you say something, that's just confirmation in their spirit. There's times people will just crumble. Now, is that a situation any of us want to be in? No. No. I don't want to have to go to Jerry... And tell Jerry, listen, buddy, what you're doing is wrong. I don't want to do that. None of us here do. And listen, if you do, you need to check yourself. Because you're not doing it for the righteous reasons. You're doing it for your own pleasure. And listen, there's plenty of them people around too that just like to get into people's business. I'm going to keep this kind of short today because I don't think it's something that really needs to be hammered on too much. But I think sometimes we need to be reminded of it. And I think there's probably somebody here today that needed to hear this. Maybe it will encourage you to go on and do what the Word says you should do. James chapter 4 and 17 says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Now, how does that apply to what I just told you? For you, not for the sinner, right? How does that apply to you? Well, see, I just told you what God had told Ezekiel, right? That you ought to go talk to somebody and tell them, hey, that's sin. So, James said, if you know to do good and don't do it, to you it's sin. So, you can say the same thing about yourself. If you know what somebody's doing is wrong, and you don't go tell them, that's sin. So how many times do we find ourselves in that situation? Listen, daily, I have an opportunity to tell somebody, hey, you're living in sin, man. What you're doing is wrong. You know, look, I'm not trying to make myself the judge and this ain't for everybody. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. There's, there's a right time and opportunity that you go to somebody. You don't just go to them and say, hey man. But you know what? When we just ignore all that stuff that's going on around us, and we just put our blinders on and say, that's not none of my business. None of my business. Blah, 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 blah. I want to hear it. I don't want to see it. You know what we're doing? We are removing the presence of God. Listen, y'all listen. We are removing the presence of God from the place where people need Him most. We are the presence of God for most of these people. We are Jesus' body, right? That's what the Word teaches. We are the body of Christ. So, when we put our blinders on and say, I don't want to get involved, that's not doing what Jesus would have done. 
What did Jesus do when He encountered sin? Did He walk up and start slapping them on the face and say, hey man, you need to straighten up. No. What did He say to the... Excuse me. What did he say to the woman that was caught in adultery? It was about to be stoned. After all those guys had left, what did he say to her? Yeah. He said, go and sin no more. So you see, Jesus didn't give her a big sermon. He didn't sit there and say, well... What did you think you were doing? Didn't you know that was wrong? He didn't he didn't prod her and try to find out the CD details of the whole thing. Y'all listen now. Cuz I guarantee you some of you sitting here today would have said, "Oh, really? Well, what happened?" It ain't none of your business what happened, okay? You don't have to know how it all got started, how they met each other. You don't have to know that kind of stuff. You know what the circumstances were. Jesus knew, right? I'm sure Jesus knew before anybody told Him. But He knew what was going on. It didn't take a rocket scientist to sit and figure all this out. What did He do? He said, go and sin no more. He said, hey, that's sin. Don't do it again. So we need, to, we need to keep that in mind. We need to always look at what Jesus did, how He did it, and we need to try to take home those characteristics because we are supposed to be Christ's view to the people of this world. We're supposed to be what, what, we're supposed to be what people see when they think about Jesus. When they look at us, that's what they should see is Jesus. You know what that means? It means we need to study Him means we didn't know His characteristics, what He did. So, when you look at your friend, and you know they've been doing wrong, don't just throw your blinders up. Look, they need to hear Jesus. They need to see Jesus. Sometimes that means they need to be convicted. You're not the convictor. But you can be the Word of God to them. Sometimes they need Jesus in their, in their life. Sometimes they need a change. Sometimes they need an intervention. Sometimes they just are waiting for somebody to say, man, you shouldn't be doing that. That's wrong. But when we put our blinders on, they don't get it. If we're not going to do it, can we expect somebody else to do it? Can we expect somebody else to be Jesus to them? They might. Somebody might, but we can't expect it. What does that word say? Their blood's on our hands. If you know about it and you do nothing, their blood's on your hands. How many of y'all here today know somebody that has or is living in sin and you didn't say anything to them? 
two hands, three hands. Now it's starting to come up a little bit. I guarantee you, you know somebody. I guarantee you, you do. Now, how many times have you turned a blind eye and said, I don't want to get involved? That's none of my business. Man, I'll be the first one, y'all. I've got a good friend that claims to have some kind of relationship with God, considers himself a Christian, but just doesn't get it. And I just need to, I feel like sometimes I'll just holler at him and say, hey man, that's sin. Don't you know any better? And you know what? I may not ought to holler at him, but I need to tell him. I need to make sure he knows I'm not okay with what he's doing. I need to make sure he knows that Jesus is in his presence, right? I I take him with me. And when I hide it, and don't share it with somebody, it, it, can't, it can't help them any. It can't help them when I hoard all of the goodness that God has for myself. It doesn't help anybody but me. And that's kind of selfish and greedy, ain't it? Once again, I'm not doing what Jesus would have done. Jesus went and sat down with those kind of people and ate with them. And you may say, oh man, I wouldn't have nothing to do with people like that. Well... You know, that's the way you reach people is to get on their level and, and not exalt yourself above them somehow. Let them know, look, I'm just like you, man, but I know a Savior. I know a Redeemer. And you know what? Not only will He wash me clean, but He expects higher things from me than to live like the world. And if the person is, listen y'all, if that person is a Christian, quote unquote, think about it from this standpoint. If you don't care enough about them to have them changed, at least think about it like this. They're going around calling themselves a Christian. What does that do for all of Christianity? Destroys it. Because other people look at them and say, well, if they consider themselves a Christian... They ain't no different than me. Why would I want to bother myself with that? There's nothing real about that church stuff. There's nothing real about that relationship with God that they always talk about. Look at how they're living. That's why it says judgment should begin at the house of God. If we can't keep our own people in check, how are we going to affect the world? We're not. The world's going to look at us like they currently do as a bunch of hypocrites. And if y'all don't think the world doesn't think about you like that, you're blind. That's what they think about the church today. A bunch of hypocrites. That's not how I want to be thought of. I believe my relationship with God is, is a little bit stronger than that. But how can I show anybody... When I got my blinders on, I don't want to see it. I don't want to get involved. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. That's where we need to be, y'all. So remember that. Hey, that's sin. 